Welcome back to Force Material. I'm Jade Amies, I'm the producer of this podcast, and here we explore some of the stories of growth at the intersection of sport, entertainment, lifestyle and culture. This podcast is brought to you by Force, in association with our founding partners Constellation Brands and GMR. It's the leaders' production in collaboration with sister companies SBJ and Sport Techie. Our inaugural event experience is set to take place on the 23rd to 24th of May at Chelsea Industrial in NYC, and we would love to see you there. To find out more, please visit www.4-se.com, that's the number 4-se, or follow us at force underscore events on Twitter and Instagram. For our first entry in 2023, we bring you a quick hit episode for Super Bowl week, the show within the show, halftime and how the NFL supercharged the Super Bowl. We recruited Seth Dodowski at the NFL and Leah Linky from On Location to offer you a look into the entertainment-focused Super Bowl content coming this weekend, including the pop culture staple that is the Super Bowl halftime show. We'll find out how the NFL works with partners and artists to bring the show to life, and how they measure the success of a segment that is guaranteed to be viewed by tens, if not hundreds of millions. This year's halftime show promises to be yet another game changer, marking Rihanna's highly anticipated comeback to music. In fact, it's so highly anticipated for the youth of today that Morning Consult found that nearly half of Americans are interested in watching her work the Super Bowl stage, 66% of which were Gen Zers. It also marks the first show since Apple took over from Pepsi as the main sponsor of the event after striking a reported $50 million a year deal with the NFL in September last year. I'll now pass over to Reginald Walker, video producer at Sports Business Journal and your narrator for the episode. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy. February is an exciting month of the year. For one thing, it marks the end of January, which is marked with icy temperatures, broken New Year's resolutions, and post-Christmas blues. It signals a petering out of winter and a promise of spring. And two weeks into February, nearly 100 million people have a full day dedicated to celebrating the big love of their life. Football. On the second Sunday of February, Every year since 1966, the National Football League holds their annual final playoff game of the season, each year in a different city and every year broadcast to tens of millions of people in over 130 countries and more than 30 languages. It is among the world's most watched sporting events and in 2015, the game that saw the New England Patriots face off against the Seattle Seahawks, it was the most watched show in U.S. history. For me, the Super Bowl is more than a football game. It's a culmination of hard work throughout a player's life. It's a celebration of the great game that allows everyone to come together and enjoy not only the game, but everything that comes along with it. The Super Bowl for me is a celebration with hundreds, if not thousands of sports around the world, and countless games broadcast every year, 
What sets the Super Bowl apart? How are the NFL and the teams they work with elevating both the in-person and at-home viewing experiences? To investigate this, I spoke with Seth Dodowski, the head of music at the National Football League. I'm Seth Dodowski. I'm the head of music for the NFL. Um, we're obviously one of the biggest sports leagues in the world, but also put on major events, broadcasts that include music performances. I oversee all of the performances that are booked by the NFL. I also oversee the music supervision for NFL media, and then I'm a resource for all 32 teams in terms of their bookings or music strategy. And I also spoke to Leah Linky, the Senior Vice President of Event Production at On Location, a hospitality service that curates premium live event experiences, such as and including the Super Bowl, with the goal of creating memories that will last a lifetime. I am the Senior Vice President of Global Event Production for On Location. My department is responsible for actually building the experiences that our sales guys sell. So we do everything from the design of our events, we've got some amazing designers, we design our events, we build our events, and then we operate our events. Together with these two experts, let's begin a deep dive into what makes the Super Bowl such a super event. Absolutely, Emily, and look over my left-hand shoulder. There it is, State Farm Stadium. That's the site of Super Bowl 57, Chiefs and Eagles. A week from tonight, they kick off. And as you mentioned earlier today, the Kansas City Chiefs, they landed in Phoenix, and we were there. Leah's first Super Bowl was Super Bowl 30. February 12th will mark the 57th Super Bowl. So she has all the experience to put into context just how massive this event has become. It could be easy to assume that the passion and excitement or the game alone would be enough to leave such a positive impact on the fans. But as the event space has gotten more competitive, expectations are higher and everything has to be perfectly curated. I mean, I always tell everybody the number one thing is that these people are going to the Super Bowl, right? They're super excited about it. But then after that, it's all about their experience. And I feel like patrons or guests or customers, whatever you want to call them, they become really savvy this day and age, right? Like they know what they want and just throwing beers and hot dogs out there isn't enough, right? Even though they're going to the Super Bowl. So we really take advantage. We really curate the food. We curate the beverage. We make sure that there is good entertainment. It is time. It is time for all of us here and millions around the world to bear witness to these incredible players. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my honor to say, finally, it is time for the Super Bowl! And as Leah Linky explains, the importance of social media engagement is firmly built into the planning process for in-person experiences as well. Through facial recognition technology and the hiring of around 40 photographers, On Location is helping people to capture picture-perfect moments for their feeds. If our guests subscribe and any one of our photographers 
take photos of our guests throughout their experience. And it's not just Super Bowl Sunday. Our experience goes through the weekend for our guests. And if these photographers, any one of our photographers take a photo, it gets uploaded until that at the end of the day, we send them a folder. They get a folder of photos that they were in that they may not have even known they were in. And then we also put in some stock photos, some amazing photos of the stadium, the game, or other things that they were surrounded by that they may not even have known they were surrounded by. There you go. Do you want to see? Yeah. Yeah. She makes you do oh, poses so all the time. <laughs> that's really But what's interesting about what's Instagrammable is that it doesn't necessarily have to do with the actual sport. Making equally as many headlines and prompting equally as much social media commentary is a show that takes place at the midpoint. I know, I mean, listen, I know a lot of people watch the Super Bowl to watch the commercials. I know a lot of people that watch the Super Bowl to see all the pregame stuff and just the halftime show. So exactly what is the halftime show? How do they put it together? And what makes it perhaps the most widely discussed section of what is already one of the most talked about shows in America. It's about the halftime for us, so we'll answer all these questions and more after the break. Many artists, this is on their bucket list. The halftime show is an iconic portion of the Super Bowl broadcast. But what exactly is it? We wanted the NFL's own words, so we asked Seth Dudowski, the head of music. The halftime show is the music performance that we do at halftime in the stadium that the game is being played. And it typically is the highest rated portion of the game. It is one of, if not the most talked about moment of the game. And aside from the game itself and the importance of crowning a NFL champion, um, this is really the other most talked about culmination of our season at the Super Bowl. I think what makes it important is the fact that they know that other people care too. And it's that cultural capital of you don't want to miss it. You don't want to be the person who doesn't, can't participate in that conversation. And there's also the aspect of history. The honor of being selected to perform the Super Bowl halftime show has been reserved for only the greatest artists. From the Rolling Stones to Madonna, many a music legend has taken the halftime show stage and everyone has a favorite. This past year with Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Kendrick, Mary J. Blige, 50 Cent. That, to me, was such a special show in terms of what that music means to me, the fact that we were in LA, how challenging and complex that show was for it to be the first hip-hop headliner show and for it to be the first halftime show that won the Emmy for Best Variety Special. All of those things, to me, make it really important and definitely a landmark. Prince in the rain. 
When he did that halftime show, it was unbelievable. Unbelievable. And then it rained and he was singing Purple Rain. An unbelievable experience. I mean, we talk about lifetime memories. That is a lifetime memory of mine that I will never forget. Please don't stop the music. This year, we'll see Barbadian singer Rihanna take the Super Bowl stage following a seven-year break from releasing music. Before she was a billionaire Fenty beauty mogul, she was one of the hardest working women in music with eight smash hit albums, seven of which were released in as many years. Her hard work paid off, and she currently holds the title of the second best-selling female musician of all time. Dad, <laughs> I know I promised you I'm going to give you my first Grammy, but we might have to fight for this one. To say her return to the stage is highly anticipated is an understatement. Seth from the NFL explains how they select the artists that they want to perform. At its base, we're looking for global superstars who are iconic, who have catalogs that people throughout the world know and celebrate. Music, by definition, is somewhat divisive. Everybody has their own personal taste. There's very few artists that everybody can agree on. But there are that short list of artists that everybody can, if, even if you're not a fan of, can appreciate and agree that they deserve to be on that stage. And as far as the process, a few years ago, we brought in Jay-Z and his company, Rock Nation, to produce the show with us. And he is an extremely important voice in the selection process. Um, and then between the NFL leaders, Jay-Z, our partner this year now with Apple Music, um, it's really a, a, a small conversation between a few of the key stakeholders, ideally discussing a short list of artists, but even better when you know the one or two that you're really focused on, and then it becomes a matter of approaching the artist, finding out if it makes sense for where they are, in their cycle, in their year, if it's something they want to do. I just cried so hard and I just kept saying, I can't believe it, I can't believe it, oh my gosh. And I'm like, I've been planning this since I was four. So. so what's it like to work with these musicians who often have such a strong artistic vision? How does the NFL work with the artists to allow them to stay true to their vision while ensuring that the show is at its optimum for broadcast? We asked Seth Dudowski just that. I like to think of it like a black box theater which if you're not familiar with that in theater is essentially an empty room that you give a play the space to, if you want to put a stage in the middle and chairs around it, you can do that. If you want to put a stage on one end and chairs on the other end, fine. If you want to put small stages and chairs sprinkled throughout, whatever your vision is, that's fine as long as you stay within these four walls. And then my goal is to both protect the parameters from the artist pushing on those, but also protect the show from the outside world trying to push on it as well. So we do, we are very involved, but my goal is to get out of the way of the creatives, whether that's the artists, their creative team, our incredible production team, and let them create as much as anything. Six, five, four, three, go to your preset. Running. Two, one. Lean it back. Go track. Enjoyment of a musical artist is subjective. And while the NFL works to find artists that are as universally beloved as possible, there are always going to be people voicing displeasure, especially through the medium of Twitter and other platforms. So when everybody has an opinion, positive and negative, 
And when most of them are sharing it on social media, how do you measure when a show was truly a success? Obviously, the metrics of the viewership, sentiment, social response, cultural impact um, in terms of the conversation and the, the types of people that are responding to it are all really important. At the Super Bowl scale, to me, it's about the breadth of the different types of people that we're bringing together. And when the show is at its best is when everybody's coming together to say how much they they enjoyed it, how much they loved it, and how much a, a unifying experience it was. And that is what's so powerful about the halftime show. It's a unifying experience. As we mentioned, it unites fans, friends, and families. It unites people on social media who share the same opinions on the show as everyone else. But it also has the power to unite NFL fans and non-NFL fans. And that is all by design. So it's great when we can serve our fans, but ultimately we don't need to add anything for them to come. But there's plenty of people that maybe it's not the reason that they're watching, but it gives them either a hook to be at the television for the start of the game or because of the promotion of the show, now they're aware of the event happening. So even if it's not the reason that people are going, and for some artists and some people it is the reason, but it also to me just creates a sense of awareness, excitement, just another reason to be at the television. Many people, this is the first and only game that they're watching this year. So it's not to say that we're creating a show for them, but we have to be aware of the size of the audience, the diversity of the audience, and putting a show that appeals to everybody. And my hope is that with some of these halftime shows, some of the entertainment we do around the game, that we're at least creating a window for people to feel comfortable approaching the game, stepping into it, and then ultimately becoming fans of everything that we do here. Creating an event through such a measured blend of sport and entertainment isn't just effective for bringing people to the screen. It also means that anyone who may have been dragged along to the game by a loved one is likely to leave the stadium with a new appreciation for the game of football. But I really do believe if somebody comes to the Super Bowl and experiences a Super Bowl Sunday, I can't imagine how they walk away not a fan, honestly. I really can't. I, I, I feel like it, it has to affect you. When you really sit there and you listen to the crowds and you see the passion that people have for their sport, I, I can't imagine somebody not being affected by that, honestly. I've been, when I watched the first Super Bowl, I was like, but when I got to go to the Super Bowl and I got to see them win at their home city, I was like, yes! So the Super Bowl experience has already been supercharged, causing a number of sports events across the world to follow suit. So what's next for sports events? How much bigger can they get? Leah from On Location, who has also worked with the likes of FIFA, Major League Baseball, and the IOC, sees it as only an upward trajectory. You know, back at Super Bowl 30, I never would have imagined that we would be where we are today. Like, I think about the event um, that I did at Super Bowl 30, and there's just no, no comparison to what we're doing now. And I don't see it going backwards. I think the clientele and the customers are just becoming 
so much more savvy, right? Like who would have ever thought like the food, like people would have focused on what the curation of the food is, but that's it. It's so it's kind of like whatever people or whatever our clientele is focused on what they want. I mean, we will obviously pivot our experience to make sure that we're getting that right. And for the Super Bowl specifically, the NFL is committed to ensuring that the final game of the season continues to create treasured memories that can bring together people across different generations and walks of life. I think about all the different kids that are watching with their grandparents, brothers and sisters that are sitting at the TV watching it. And I think that that's a responsibility to me to make sure that you're giving people something that for that special day, for their one day a year that they're spending with, whether it's their family or the same people they watch every game with, or the fans they've been watching all season with, that you give them something special to remember. And what is today? Super Bowl Sports is a medium that bonds people. Music is the same. But above all, perhaps the biggest binder of people is an impactful experience. And when you have an event that combines all three, well, you're onto something Super. You've been listening to Force Material, the podcast investigating the ways in which sport meets entertainment, lifestyle, and culture. Thank you so much to our guests this episode, Seth Dudowski and Leah Linky. And please join us next time as we and some new guests explore another story.